listeners. Welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD Podcast. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alana. Today's a Saturday. We don't usually record on a Saturday. I know. I know. Well, I go out on Fridays sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. So Saturday mornings are always a mixed bag for me. But I feel good today. It's like the only time I could. I'm so excited. Do I tell them? Should I tell people? Tell them. Tell them. Okay, so I'm looking at an apartment in New York City tomorrow. I'm so excited. So I actually haven't even talked about this on here, but Sam knows what I've been going through. I've been trying to move for a while now, um, but anybody who knows anything about New York, the housing situation, like the finding apartments when you're out of town is... I hear it is brutal. Brutal. And so I have this situation lined up that I think sounds really promising. I really, really hope it works out. If so, I'm headed to New York. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Can I tell you guys the most Sam slash funny thing? This girl. So at first, so Sam's not like a New York kind of girly, right? Like (laughs) you said, I would rather die before living in New York. (laughs) I'm sorry for all of our listeners that live in New York. Really, it's just like the tall buildings. I don't know. I'm sure if I spend more time there, I would love it. I just, it's not on, it's like not very high on my list of places I want to live. Right. Which is like totally fine. And I verbatim said I would rather die than live in New York. You said you don't think you said that? I definitely have said that before. I was going to say, you definitely, I was like, don't put on a front in front of the people. (laughs) I said it last night, actually, on the phone to you. But then wait, I'm about to get to the funniest part. Randomly, one day when Sam's like questioning everything, she she goes, should I move to New York? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, you hate New York. Why would you just come visit me? I know you had to remind me that I hated New York. You were like, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it does make sense. I'm like, literally nothing about this at all makes sense right now. (laughs) That's so funny how you said that when I was questioning everything. I feel like I go through that maybe once every two and a half weeks. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Me too. You know, when one bad thing happens in your day and then all of a sudden you're questioning all the decisions and like your next few months and it turns into like doubting everything. What led you here? (laughs) how to get out of it. Exactly. And I feel like that I'm like in this apartment in a city that I never dreamed of living in. And I'm just kind of like, oh, this is my life. Like I'm fine with it. It's fun. But I'm just like, I just didn't picture it like this. Yeah. So it's sometimes hard to like, to like talk myself out of that crazy place of like, what am I doing? You know, just because oh like I never prepared, which is good. You know, it's like good to, to not do everything that you thought that you were going to do in, when you were in high school or whatever. Like life does have a funny way of taking you different places. And sometimes in my late 20s, I sit here and I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Stuff it's like impossible to not compare to like other people's life and where they're yeah. at. And Sam had an idea of what to talk about. Why don't you share it, Sam? Yeah, I'd really love to talk today about paralysis. I call it like mental blocks, even though I know that's like not what the technical phrase is, but it really just does feel like sometimes I sit down to do a task and I can not do it. Even if if I'm prepared to do it, even if like, like for me, it really pops up with work, like work tasks, pretty big ones that I don't quite know how to do very well. I will just, it is like very, very difficult for me to 
do them. So I'd love to like talk about it. Seriously, that feeling of like, you really need to do something, but you just can't, whether it's physically, you can't get up and do it or like mentally you're feeling blocked. It is one of the worst feelings. Also, I think also a lot of us are kind of insecure about this too, because we've struggled with like looking lazy or something. Like we don't want to ever look lazy. We're like, just want to tell people like, this doesn't, this is not what it looks like. Like I am dealing with so much mental craziness right now. You do not understand. Like, I'm not just sitting here on my phone. I'm going through a internal crisis. Yeah, exactly. And for me too, like sometimes it's so frustrating because I don't even know where it's coming from. Like really nothing else is going on. This is a task that's been on my to-do list forever. I'm aware of it. You know, I just, and it happens a lot with like paying bills. I have a lot of money anxiety, just like generalized anxiety surrounding money and stuff. So like paying bills for me is incredibly difficult. And I know they're coming every month on the same day. It's not like it surprises me. And I recognize there's like ways to automate bills paying and stuff. Like I know that that's not really the point though. Like I always pay them. It's just like a mental thing for me. And even if my bills were on auto pay, I would still spend the week before they were supposed to be paid in like turmoil and anxiety anyway. So I don't really know how to fix it. I don't even know if there is a fix. To name it, to clarify it, ADHD paralysis is when someone with ADHD is completely overwhelmed by their environment or the amount of information coming in. And it's kind of too much to process. So as a result, our brains will like either, you know, kind of freeze or get stuck and not really be able to do what it does properly. And so that's why we feel like we can know exactly what we need to do. But that feeling of being stuck is so significant. And like once I get started, it's easier, you know, because like I've started it, but it's really taking that first step. That first step. Yeah. It's It's so funny because I feel like sometimes the stuff that we talk about is so obvious Mm-hmm. You know, like, duh, taking the first step is hard, but it's like harder than that. Like, I feel like it's more complicated than everyone being just like, oh, it's hard. But once you get started, I'm like, you don't really get it. I know. Cause I feel like people would think like, okay, just do the first thing would, would maybe look like, um, let's say, you know, getting up and showering, but actually what the first identifying the first step actually is, is literally stand up. Sometimes we overcomplicate like what that first step needs to be. My other problem too is that like if I feel so stuck, I'll do something easy like read or go on TikTok or something. And then I just end up feeling really, really guilty, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's the guilt too. Like it's not just feeling like dumb for not being able to start something and then feeling a little lazy and pathetic. It's also like I feel so guilty. It is so anxiety inducing to be in a situation where you know you should be doing something else, but you kind of can't really do that. You can't enjoy sitting there or scrolling for a few minutes if you're just like, I should be doing something else. Yeah, I should be doing something else or feeling guilty or or just obsessing over that or, you know. Yeah. And then something that could have been five, 10 minutes has turned into two days of anxiety. And then when I end up doing it, Get this. I when I end up doing it, I'm like, oh, I just should have done it. That was easy. I know. I know. Do I take that lesson with me for the next time? No. Of course not. Why would no. you? Why would I do that? <laughs> Why would I make it easy on myself when I can make it really, really hard? Exactly. So should we go? Should I go through those three main? Okay. Yeah. 
there are three different types of paralysis and I think it's helpful to just name them so we can understand kind of what's happening. So one is mental paralysis. So this happens when someone's pretty much overwhelmed by their own thoughts, emotions, like, or experiencing like sensory overload. Yeah. kind of feels like your brain is has difficulty like figuring out what to do next. The next one is task paralysis, which is when what we were kind of talking about, like either not knowing where to start, feeling overwhelmed, and we tend to procrastinate or avoid it or zone out. And then the third was choice paralysis, which is this one's known as analysis paralysis. This is when someone has too many choices. And then we tend to like overthink, overanalyze. And because we're so overwhelmed, it can keep us like choosing a direction to go in. In our generation, I feel like that affects a lot of people with dating, with like dating apps and stuff. There's just so much choice that so many people end up not choosing anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. You know, when you want to go to the gym or something and you're like, well, then I have to go figure out what I'm going to wear, but then I have to figure out, am I going to wash my hair today if I wash my hair yesterday, but then I just wash my hair. So then if I do that, then I have to go after and the next day I have to watch like, and so then we're thinking about all these things that it's like, well, I'll just not do any of it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to go. And which is not the solution, but on an individual basis, we all struggle differently with like time management and like organization and prioritization, like depending on which things we we're struggling with more, that's where we need the support. So these, you know, suggestions, we really have to figure out what makes the most sense for us. And I want to say before we get into that, that like you mentioned this earlier and I don't think I like gave it enough attention. The outside perception of what people think I'm doing when I'm not doing something is really difficult to deal with. Like you're so right. I'm not just lazy. You know, I don't need you to motivate me. I just, you know, need to figure out how to do this by myself in a way that makes sense for me, you know, and I feel a lot of the time that I'll feel guilty that I'm not being productive enough at work. So then I'll ask my boss, like, do you think I'm doing an okay job? I don't know. It's just like it causes me to seek validation in a very odd way too. You know what I mean? Like I just, I don't know, the public perception of what's going on in my brain when I'm not doing something that I should be doing is quite difficult too, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Definitely. And I feel like I've always felt super hyper aware of like, does this person think that I'm lazy. And I know that that's like overcorrecting for challenges in the past, you know? And it's like, who it's, uh, it's who cares what the perception is? Like, no, it's, uh, you know, but like, yeah. I do, I do care. <laughs> no, it's not so funny. Like who cares on such a um, basis level? I can be like, yes, I recognize that this random person's opinion of me should not matter, but it does. And I don't know why. Yeah. Cause it's my opinion of me. Right. I know we're jumping around a lot, but going back to what you were, everyone's here for it, so it's fine. But going back to what you were saying about like the choice paralysis and dating, it's so true. And so one of the girls from Bachelor was, I was listening to her podcast and she recently left LA. And what she was saying with her partner was that there was just so many choices all the time because LA is not the type of place where you can just go and like get a good dinner. Like you probably need reservations and you kind of need a plan. You can, you know, And then also it's like, well, where do I go? Or there's going to, is this, because the traffic is so bad. And so what she was saying is pretty much like living there was really bad for her decision fatigue. Like it was too many decisions all the time. And I thought that was super interesting. 
I've never really thought about that, but that's so true. Like I feel that in in Austin a lot. Like there's just so, I go home back to Kansas City and I genuinely think like, what did I do with all of my time here? Like there's just nothing to do, but there's so much to do in Austin that most of the time, not most of the time, but sometimes I just don't do any of it. And then next week I'm like, why didn't I go out at all this weekend? Like, why didn't I do anything? Do a comedy show? Why didn't I go anywhere? And it's just like too much sometimes, you know? So I end up just not doing anything. I feel like you're going to feel that in New York sometimes. I I was about to say, it's so funny because I know I will. But at the same time, I feel like these big cities, like for some people with ADHD, it can be like the perfect thing. Like, I do think that that excitement for the phase that I'm in now and like being so close to all these places and being able to walk and see a bunch of people, I do think that that's going to be good for my mental health compared to like where I've been. But it's, it's a constant kind of like balance of figuring out like, we don't want to be too overstimulated. We want to push ourselves to do things. Like it's a lot that we're just trying to constantly figure out. Something that I think is important to highlight is like before we rush to kind of force ourselves out of this paralysis, kind of asking ourselves like with compassion, like, do we need to? Because we might be exhausted. We might need a break. We Like that break, that break to be able to like help ourselves recalibrate and recharge might be really, really important, you know? Actually, that's a really good point. Like instead of jumping to the whole guilt trip, I maybe should start with why is this happening? Mm-hmm, exactly. And This is kind of, I know I've mentioned this tip and a lot of different things, but it's asking yourself, how can you more support your basic needs right now? Can you grab a snack, preferably with protein in it? Can you drink some water? Have you had any water? You know? Yeah. Go on a walk, change your environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have one of the tips I wrote down here was movement. And what I mean by that is just move something, move rooms, move the thing that's in front of you. Like, We talk about that a lot. Yeah. I think that is one of the best ADHD tips in the world is just move anywhere. Like even if it's like take a lap around your kitchen. Yeah. Like something needs to change. Just change something in front of you. It's such a simple concept. Like, of course, when something isn't working, just change it. But, oh God, it's never that simple. It's never that simple. Um, the next one, just identify the immediate first step. So again, like we hear it all the time, like break things down. Da, da, da. We know that, but even more simple when we're in that phase of like, we really, our brain is really overloaded and really struggling. Just identify the first step. And sometimes you might even need to, you know, call in some support, call a friend. See if I can call help. a friend. Yeah. I call mm-hmm. you a lot when I'm like, I should be doing something, but I don't feel like it. We always talk about adding in dopamine and like anything that gives you dopamine. And what I'm using, what I'm saying, the reason that I'm saying this is because again, with we need to be able to recharge. So like if putting on a song for me, music does that. Like if I put on a song, I kind of can't help but like dance a little bit. Yeah. Also, I find it like easier to work with music. Mm -hmm. So You know, you, I think you'd be surprised with how like easy it is to do something once you've done one of these things, you know, like, I don't think it feels like it before you do it. You're like, okay, what's really like, really what's calling a friend going to do to help me, you know, do this work task, but you know, it's going to be better than what you're doing right now, which is just staring there feeling like terrible about it, you know? Exactly. And using those as helping us through those transitions. So like for me, 
you know, I think of when I'm like laying in bed super late at night and I know that I need to wash my face and brush my teeth. Like, you know, oh and that's like, God. you're so tired, but like, you know, you're going to, you have to do it. Putting on a song, like using a song in that transition actually like really, really does help. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, it is, it's the fact that my brain is bored. Like I can't just go do that without music. I need to have my like Hulu, like show playing or music. Yeah. Some people can call a friend, you know, with this comes recognizing that transitions for us are really challenging like going from one task to another and so that's what I'm saying like using these things that give you dopamine throughout the transitions like kind of coaching yourself through the transitions is really is really key but it's funny that you know so anything that gives you more dopamine usually do that by like anything that gives you an easy win anything that boosts your mood a little bit we have to add those in in any way possible that's such good advice. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> like when I'm saying this stuff out loud, and it does sound so simple, but like that is the difference between having a terrible day sometimes and having an okay day sometimes is just doing accomplishing one thing. So mm-hmm. any, any way I can ease like get there a little easier is better. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We say it's not simple, and anyone who listens, like we all know. Anyone who's experienced this knows it's so not simple. And that feeling is just so significant. And so if we can support ourselves a tiny bit more every time, that's the goal. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So I will (laughs) keep you guys updated about the apartment situation. Yes. Good luck. We're all thinking of you. I'm excited. Like, please move to New York so that I have someone to visit so that I can hate on New York. I'm going to make you come visit when I move in and then we're just going to be, you're just going to be roasting New York. Well, no, I feel like I'm worried I'm going to come visit and then I'm actually going to love it. Oh, perfect. Then come visit. Yeah. Okay, great. You guys have a really great week. Good luck with your housing stuff. If you guys haven't seen, I did officially launch my new page for professionals who help them serve and support clients who have ADHD. So I'm going to link that. You guys can check that out. I also created the free resource for coaches is available for you right now. Incredible, guys. Incredible. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited about this. So check out ADHD Accelerator and message us. As always, tell us what you want us to chat about. And I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of your week. As always, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Coaching by Alana, and you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, write us a review so we can help share this information with more of you. As always, thank you so much for the support, and we will talk to you next week.